They swing into the home straight now by the 200-meter marker. Zara's a treasure, shows the way, but Leap to Fame looms big danger on the outside. He went crunch, Leap to Fame, put away Zara's a treasure, then Melton Beach, Redline. Look at him open up. Oh, he oozes quality, this guy. Leap to Fame in a romp. Leap to Fame, Melton Beach, Zara's a treasure, Redline. Uh, Chris Barsby said yesterday morning when previewing the meeting, a couple of highlights there. One of them would have been the reappearance of this horse, Leap to Fame. Leap to Fame by Better's Delight. And his record at the moment is five starts, three wins, two seconds. And that was an absolute breeze. He was expected to do that. The market told us that. Uh, he was $1.18 yesterday officially. Uh, Leap to Fame. We also saw that promising uh, horse of, uh, I think it was Jared Elshins, win the last yesterday at uh, Albion Park. Chris Barsby is with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. I wonder when we'll see this horse again, Leap to Fame, after that yesterday. Yeah, I'm tipping we'll see him uh, a few more times at least. Uh, he is New South Wales Breeders' Challenge eligible. He was a graduate of the Sydney Australian Pacing Gold Yearling Sale last year. I think he was purchased for a price of about $47,000, and he looks a good investment because uh, he was really good yesterday. As you said, he was expected to win that race because he was deep into the red, and that was off the back of a recent trial where he dealt to some older rivals there and, and ran similar time to what he did yesterday. He, he looks like a good horse, Steve. You just know when they've got that presence about them. He's got that, so I think he's going to be a, a horse well worth following in the months to come. It'll be interesting to see if they want to target that uh, series down south. I know it's tricky at the moment with the COVID pandemic, but uh, he's a pretty sharp talent. There's no doubt about it. I don't know what your memory's like, but when was the last time a horse won at 100 to 1 at the trots at Albion Park? Uh, probably not so long ago, during the Winter Carnival. Was it? Gerard's delight when she won the Golden Girl. Mm. Which one? 100 yesterday, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Gerard's delight was even bigger during the carnival when she won that Group 1 Golden Girl. She was about $151. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting meeting yesterday. We saw some good talent. The one in the last was really uh, exciting too, Deus Ex. Uh, he was first up from New Zealand. Uh, again, he was expected to dominate that field. He was deep into the red, and that was off the back of a really good trial as well. And he didn't disappoint. He, he won, won well, rated good time for the middle-distance trip. So Jack Butler's going to have a lot of fun with that guy yeah, moving forward. Uh, Said Elshin, son of change over. and Brendan Barnes with that horse, Chris, yesterday, dollar fifty. Yeah, he looks good. Mm. All right. Well, what about before that for the Winter Carnival, the Golden Girl? What was the the previous one? <laughs> oh, now you're testing the friendship. <laughs> um, have a think about. Yeah, it. yeah. I'll I'll have have yeah. Mister Clayton might get onto that with his stats. I don't know where he pulls exactly. from That's sometimes. a good job for Darren. Mm, he'd love it's it. It's a good job. But I, I know Gerard is delight because it just stands out and um, it was just a, a, a really popular victory and uh, I really enjoyed calling that race on the Andrew, night. Andrew so. was just saying about headphones, that Golden Girl, when it did pay in excess of $200 on the tote when it won during the game. Yeah, car. I think it did. Wow. Yeah. Chloe Butler's with us, Chris. Well, Chloe's making a good name for herself, not only as a driver, we've, we've known that for some time, that she can handle herself out on the racetrack, but she's now making a good fist of things as far as the training caper is concerned. She's only got a small team. Of course, Chloe is the daughter of Jack and Tara Butler. We're just talking about Jack with Gerardas Delight, Group 1 winner. But Chloe's doing a really nice job with her own team. She's only had about 30-odd starters, seven winners already. So it's a pretty nifty strike rate. And she's got a number of runners stepping out tonight at Reckliffe. And she joins us online now. Chloe, appreciate the time. Good morning. Morning. How are you, Chris? I'm very well. You've taken to the training caper really well. Yes, yeah, very good. I'm having fun. 
so you are enjoying it and it's obviously something that you were mindful of you started off just with the driving and helping out dad but you've now gone full throttle as a trainer yourself so you were obviously enjoying the challenge and it is a challenge isn't it each day something different comes up yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really enjoying it at the moment while they're going good, so hopefully it keeps staying that way. So how many officially have you got in your stable? Uh, I've got six at the moment. Pretty happy with that number, though. OK, so you, that, that, that's about the limit? Yeah, for the moment, I think. I'm still helping Dad as well, so it's a bit of both. Okay. Uh, well, as I said, it's a good strike rate. Just on the driving front, uh, are you happy with the way the season's gone thus far? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with how it's going. Okay. Well, you've got about 116 wins lifetime. There's over 40 wins this season. I think you're about fourth on the statewide uh, premiership with the concession drivers. Was there a target for you this year for 2021? Oh, not really. I'm just happy to drive as many as I can and happy with whatever I get. Okay, so now knowing that you've got over 40 winners this season, is there a little figure in the head that you want to sort of reach before the end of 2021? Yeah, I'd aim at 100, but I'm happy with whatever. Okay, well, let's see if you can extend on that uh, number tonight because you've got a number of drives, you've got a number of runners stepping out tonight. Race one, number one, Megastar. Gee, looks well placed here. Comes up with the right draw, right track. Looks like he's going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, definitely. If we can muster through and hold the lead early, he'll be right in the finish. If not, then we're just going to drive for a bit of luck. His recent form's very consistent, placed at his past too. So uh, you, you can't knock his credentials going into a race like this? No, definitely not. He's definitely been a, little, a good little money earner, so I wouldn't knock him out of it. You mentioned the early pressure. It looks like there is going to be early pressure. Mr Hart's a gate speed horse probably a few others there. The Art of Infusion from your dad's stable as well can run the gate. So do you expect a lot of early pressure going into that first turn? Yeah, I definitely do, especially with Mr. Hart drawn outside me and my horse can lack a bit of um, gate speed. So hopefully he wants to come out the gate tonight. Tell me this, uh, horses that draw the inside of the 2040 star point at Redcliffe in comparison to the 1780, is it a little easier to lead off the inside gate at the 2040 compared to the 1780? Yeah, I believe so, just because that first turn comes up so quick and it gives us a bit more of a head start to one's outsider. Okay. All right, well, he looks a good chance. Megastar, race one, number one. You've got a catch drive here in race two for Graham White. You're driving Precious Cullen. He's a horse that probably goes best when he's up on the speed, but looking to your inside, you do have uh, some speedy types there. How do you see this race unfolding? Yeah, I think we just got to see how it goes at the start. I would like to punch forward and get a handy position early, but if that doesn't happen, that's not the end of the world. He went really good last start, so if he goes like that again, he will be in the finish. He hasn't been far away his last couple, has he? No, he went huge last start. He's going around at big odds uh, most times, but he's running some good races. Hammer Time Harley, drawn gate one with Pete McMullen driving. Does it look the early leader? Yeah, I think so. It's going to be hard to beat. OK. Uh, race number three, you've got a catch drive here. Doug Lee uh, has put you on Nickelong Henry. Gate six, it's never kind at Reckliffe, is it? No, definitely not. How do you see this race unfolding? Yeah, I think we're just going to have to go back at the start and hope for a bit of luck after that. He's a bit a bit lazy and would rather be in the chair, but I don't think it's going to be there tonight, so I think we're just going to have to drive for a bit of luck. 
I was going to say, he, he probably goes best when he's up close to the speed, so, yeah, barrier six is not good, so we are, he might need some luck there, Nickelong Henry. Race four, your own runner here. This guy's in super form. He's chasing a hat-trick of victories. Cannon, has he been a little bit of a surprise for the stable? Yeah, definitely. I um, I brought him myself not long ago and was hoping he'd earn the money and it looked a bit weary there for a little bit, but he's done it. Can he win again tonight? I, I think so. But he doesn't have to do any early black work early, so I can't see why not. Okay. Uh, you're drawn two off the second row, so you're going to follow out uh, Rancho Man with the scratching of Fair each day in. There doesn't look to be any standout in this field. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do agree. Life in heaven is being put in, and it's good, good races, but I still think my horse will be able to finish off fairly well. Okay. So there are your four drives tonight. Of the four, which one are you keen on most? I reckon Megastar if he can if he gets his own way early. Okay, race one number one, Megastar. Just from across the weekend, you're in the winners' circle, and I'm tipping their somewhat stable favourites for you. Franco Hampton in particular, who won on Friday night, and then you double down on Saturday night, scoring uh, with Mister Freeze. Franco Hampton in particular, he's been a good horse for the stable, but he's been a good horse for you as well. Yeah, definitely. I love driving him week in, week out. He always looks after me. He's got very good gait speed. He showed that the other night. Yeah, definitely. He chooses when he wants to come out the gate, though. Sometimes he won't want to come out at all, and sometimes he'll want to fly out. So hopefully this week he'll want to fly out as well. <laughs> OK. And, and Mr Freeze, I'm tipping he's not the easiest horse to drive because he just needs that little bit of time and patience on the corners. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, definitely. I didn't think we were any hope on Saturday night. He so when I come out around the bend, he didn't want to go, and then he got going in the straight, which was good. Yeah, once he balances up, he can he can really let down nicely. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so they've still got a few more wins left in them, you feel? Yeah, I think so. I think Mr Freeze will be close again on Saturday night with the okay. right trip. Fingers crossed for both of those guys moving forward, Franco Hampton and Mr Freeze. Uh, good luck with the runners tonight, especially from your own stable as well. As I said, the results are there. Numbers are really good at the moment. Strike rate's good. And keep up the good effort with the driving. Hopefully you can get a lot more before the end of the season. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Chloe Butler speaking to Chris Barnsby this morning on Mobile Rolling. Big odds takes over now. Aldebaran Selena ruled out. Okanagan starting to wind up. Double taps pulling away from Okanagan. Here's an upset. Here's an upset. Double tap. Double tap. Thank you very much. Just wipes out the punters and takes race two. There you go, Chris. And the driver of that horse is with us, Nathan Dawson. Well, Nathan's fresh off a Group 1 victory. The eye's in because he had a double yesterday, and both of those winners yesterday were at big odds. He had double tap win that race, and then he won the first leg of the quaddy, and again, he probably wiped out most playing the quaddy because Rowdy's ace went around at good odds. Nathan's online now. Nathan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Form is good at the moment. Yeah, it is, you know, having a good run at the moment, and you got to take it when you can because the change is very quick. Favourites, long shots, doesn't matter with you. Were you surprised with Double Tap? Tell me that yesterday because, to be fair, the credentials were, were pretty non-existent going into that race, but he was just faultless. Yeah, it's fair to say. I mean, I wasn't overly confident, but, you know, the good thing about him is most of the time he trots all the way, so... And that's what you want with those younger trotters. So is he improving? He is. Like, um, when he first started off, you know, it was a 
bit questionable on him, but he doesn't have a bright future, but, you know, he does everything right, so he's going to get his way. You just got to be patient with him. Okay, and Rowdy Zays, that was his first Albion Park win yesterday. I think he's had something like 30-odd starts there prior to that win yesterday, but you made the most of that opportunity. The one-horse gallop, you slotted straight in behind the leader, and that was the spot to be. Yeah, that's right. I mean, at the moment, I'm getting plenty of luck, so... I can't really take much credit for it, but, you know, it's just working out well. Well, tell me, are you going to take credit for that Group 1 winning drive on Saturday night? That that was a uh, a nifty piece of rainsmanship there on the weekend with my ultimate Levi scoring that Group 1 feature. Oh, I don't think I can take too much credit, Chris. I mean, you probably would have done the same. You know? All the runs just come at the right time, and I just took them. Were you surprised that first quarter was as strong as what it was on the weekend? Yeah, I was actually. I mean, I thought it'd be a pretty soft run race. I thought everyone would find their spots pretty easy and then you'd just be a you know, sprint home. But to our luck, you know, it worked out well and the pressure was on. That was your third Group 1 win on Saturday night. And when you look back at the, the wins that you've had at that level, they're all so different. Jiggle and Jive, Teddy Disco just recently during the Tab Constellations and then again on Saturday night. Was that probably the most satisfying, or do you just take it race by race? Uh, I kind of just take them race by race, you know. The other two group ones, I went into the races, you know, pretty confident because, you know, the good horses, you know, and looking like the favourites. So, you know, everyone expected Cat King Cole to beat, so, you know, good thrill for everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I suppose that's the point. Uh, the, the, the first two, Jiggle and Jive, Teddy Disco, they were well-fancied runners and expected to play key roles. And just going into that race on Saturday night, there wasn't a great deal of expectation with my ultimate Levi. So I'm sure it was, uh, you know, satisfying and, and really good at the same time to, to chalk up another Group 1 win. Uh, currently, you're on, what, just over 140 wins for the season. You're sitting third on the national table. Pete McMullen leads... He's got about 170. Are you any chance of running him down by season's end? Uh, probably not. You know, I don't really follow it that much. I, you know, I just take every drive as it comes, and if you know you can get the winners up, it's good. But you know, it's good to get your name up there, but there's, there's nothing too much to it. You know, you just want to drive each race as good as you can. Okay, well, let's go through your drives tonight at Redcliffe. Race one, number seven, Notorious. Inside of the second row, is that the wrong draw for him or could it be a good draw following out Megastar? Um, actually, I'm not too worried about the draw tonight. Like, Megastar usually likes to lead and roll along. And if they do that, it's a good chance for us to you know, get up the sprint lane. He found the line pretty good last week, so the speed's on. I think he should be thereabouts. Uh, in race three, Miss Victoria, last start winner. Can she go back to back? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, her last start was really good, and she's not going to have to go any better than she did last start to win this. So she repeats that again. I think she's doing with a good finish. Okay, and race four again for Victorian trainer Colin Godden. Tracer Bullet. He was well fancied last Thursday, having his first local run. He let up. Did he have every chance last week? Yeah, I think it's safe to say he had his chance, you know. The only thing, he probably wasn't quite rock-hard fit, so... But, you know, this draw is probably good for him. It's just a shame that the one's been scratched, but, you know, we'll just have to play it by ear and see what happens. OK, in race five tonight, first leg of the Quaddy non-Pasare. This guy's won two of his last three. You know him well. Can he go back-to-back? 
Uh, he's a bit of a funny old horse. He, he's got to have everything go his way, but if it does, he'll pop up again. All right. Cobbity Castle in race six, drawn the outside of the second row, but super consistent and a last start winner. Looks a good chance. Yeah, it does. I think um, it's probably my best one tonight, so hopefully we get the right trip and follow little D everywhere it goes, and we should be pretty good in the finish. Okay. Getting gospel in race seven. First up for trainer Pat Krogan, drawn the inside of the second row. Likely to need the run. Will it need some luck? Yeah, it's definitely going to need some luck from there, and yeah, I'm sure it probably needs a run as well. So hopefully, if, you know, if it's thereabouts, we might be able to sneak into the place somewhere. And in the last race tonight, you're down to drive Lil Miss Breezy. This race for the maiden performers comes up with a good draw. Recent efforts have been okay. This looks winnable, this last race. Yeah, it does, you know. It looks winnable. Um, probably haven't had the best of luck on her. She's probably gone a bit ordinary than I've driven her. But, you know, when Talia was driving her, she's going really good. So, if you can do that again tonight, she's doing with a good finish. Okay, so it's a really solid book there, but you probably gave the uh, the push for Cobbity Castle as your pick. So race six, number nine, your best drive tonight? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. You know, he's been super consistent and he's got the nice winnable race. All right. Well, appreciate the time. Again, congratulations. Your third Group 1 win there on the weekend with my ultimate Levi. Keep up the good form and keep up the winners as well. Thanks, Chris. Good. Yeah, Nathan Dawson uh, joining us on Mobile Rolling. Chris, uh, on the back of that yesterday, double tap 101, uh, Gerardas Delight during the carnival, but Darren was saying previously, our friend, if you remember, September 1 last year was 151, and only a couple of weeks, pro was driven by John Steria, 79, and Buck the System was $126 just three days prior to our friend winning. Yeah, OK. There you go. There you go. So I knew he'd know. Beg your pardon? I knew he'd know. Mm. He's actually with us. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, well, Darren. something to talk about. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, gents. How are we today? Very well. It's been a, uh, a weekend of uh, upsets, you could say, and that continued yesterday with double tap at big odds. Just going back to that Group 1 race on Saturday night, did you see that coming? I didn't, I didn't think it could win the race. I, I thought there may have been a possibility of an upset, but I didn't think it would come from uh, my ultimate Levi. Purely off the back there, I thought if he sat three fence, the speed wouldn't be strong enough for him to get into the race. I thought I am Sparta may have been a chance. I thought class to the max may have been a rough knockout chance. But I'll, I'll just throw one question back to you on that, Chris. Do you think they looked like they were going a sub-27 first quarter? Because to me, I know, I know they were going quick, but I didn't think it really looked that quick. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and, and to answer that question, no, I didn't think it was sub-27. That, that's that's crazy fast, 26-6. And uh, when you consider the, these are two-year-old rookies... Uh, carving out that sort of speed. It was always going to end badly for those that were carving out that tempo. But to the uh, to the eye at the time, and just you get a sense when you're calling races, if they're going fast or slow, I didn't think they were going that quick. Yeah, it's, uh, the, obviously the, the time's on the board. But, um, yeah, I, I've gone back through a few things. I can't find a two-year-old race where they've gone that quick in the first quarter. So uh, it's new ground all around. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've got another good card coming up on Saturday night with nine races, but it's nine tonight at Recliffe. Action gets underway at 5.17. What is the Darren Clayton special tonight at the Peninsula? 
Yeah, well, I thought uh, in race number six, it was interesting to hear Nathan's thoughts there. I thought race six, number nine, Cobbity Castle, really looks a good chance tonight. Um, she's yet to miss a placing in nine, uh, seven starts, sorry, at Redcliffe. Um, finds the right race there. Not a great deal of um, front-line sort of strength there. And like you mentioned, probably gets a nice toe into the race at some stage. She's in good form, Cobbity Castle. And uh, yours for theirs, currently with the tab, probably looks a pretty good bet. So race six, number nine, Cobbity Castle. Okay, best bet, race six, number nine. So that's the first leg of the treble. We can probably go one out there and we can probably uh, just narrow up the uh, the, the quaddy as well. So speaking of the quaddy, race five, the first leg, how many do we need in that leg? Yeah, I thought that was a, a tricky one. I thought you could probably play it pretty wide. I've marked number nine, Altana Blue, on top. Uh, just didn't quite go to plan for him last time, which was off the back of a, a tough win the start prior. Talking control certainly gets her chance. Hasn't had a barrier for some time, so from gate two is going to get every hope here. Um, and number five, Pacific Point, can certainly at his best be up to a race of this grade. And non Passare, I find him the hardest horse in Queensland to catch. He won last week, so let's throw him in as well. So two, four, five, nine in that first leg. Okay, so two, four, five, nine. Race six, your best bet, nine, Cobbity Castle. Race number seven, how many do we need to play here? Yeah, there's a, I'll, I'll go with two here. Number two, my ultimate clipper. Um, found the front last time and was in for the fight. There was, it was a strange old race that uh, he was in there last week. The map went well and truly out the window. Um, I think tonight he gets to the front and can probably hold on. Call Me Diva came, uh, comes out of that same race. Uh, gets a nice tuck cart through on the back of my ultimate clipper this time. So I think the winner comes from either of those two. Bit of a watch on number four, Pippa Maguire, first up for Ron Salas, who's stable, is in great form. And press statement, he's two from two at Redcliffe, but uh, I don't know whether the second line suits him. So two and eight in that third league. Two and eight, and how do we bring it home, race eight? Yeah, another really tricky one. Um, I've marked Midnight Queen on top. Um, proved, been proving um, perhaps with, with all due respect and not uh, being too disparaging, a little bit scared of the winning post as Midnight Queen but this could be her race um, it's not a great deal of depth there, probably two of the main chances have been scratched with Nine Water Reactor and four LJ both out so uh, we'll put number eight midnight queen in there along with number one mustang dude who gets all the favors from the gate so we'll bring it home with one and eight okay so that's a grand total of 16 dollars for the quaddy tonight yeah like i said that uh, that first leg probably the most open but uh, talking control certainly gets her opportunity after a rough run of gates of late Darren, just back to that race of the night. You mentioned that extraordinary uh, 26-6 first quarter with uh, Cat King Cole at $1.15. What was your assessment of that horse's performance? Oh, it was huge under the circumstances, Steve. Um, she fought on. you tell she was getting a, a little bit weary in the straight. She just started to run out a little bit. Um, yeah, it was, it was just as good a run from class to the max as well. He sat outside her all the way, and he was only just in behind as well. The margins in that race were, you know, it wasn't a blowout. They were all just there. So um, it was a huge effort under the circumstances. But, 
interesting hearing Nathan Dawson speak about that drive on my ultimate Levi. That was a perler of a drive. He was behind a tiring runner, had to zip off around it, back to the inside and then back along the passing lane. So uh, very humble from Nathan, but that was, a, that was a great drive. He said to Chris he would have driven him the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in, a, in a Group 1 race, uh, I know he's, he's managed to get his second Group 1 earlier this year, but uh, you know, two, he's had two Group 1s there before Saturday night. And um, with that big money on offer, just to, to be as cool and, and calculating as that to get that win and, and then to not be phased by it, he really is a, he really is a top driver. Well, we look forward to uh, Friday morning, Darren. Your uh, your yes sir, no sir uh, delivered last Friday in your uh, first go on a Friday. Your, your, the one that you were most keen on saluted was Firebug. The one that you thought mm, maybe under the odds here and just a little susceptible, that was uh, at West Point and it came up a little short. So we're looking forward to round two this Friday morning. So good luck tonight and we'll speak again on Friday morning as we preview Albion Park this weekend. Yeah, it should be good, Chris, and um, the, the carnival might be over, but there's still some great racing 